What is up, everybody? This is BWC. This is the conference championship episode. I don't even know what goddamn episode we're on now. Oh, we're on. This is like week 20 or 20. Yeah, well, we had 18, 19, 20. This is episode 21. Episode 21, conference champion week. Uh, make sure you guys listen to us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify Podcasts. And we are so happy to be sponsored and partnered with Winstreaks. It is a free app, 100% free. All you do is you log on, make an account. Uh, you can join our group, uh, DWC. You just type in, you just go to groups, type in DWC in the invite, or type in DWC, look us up, and then the invite code is DWC, all caps. And you're in. And all you got to do is every day up until that end of that week. So if you start Sunday, you make five picks, five winners. There's NFL games, NBA game uh, games, NHL games. Uh, when college comes back, there's college basketball games. When college football comes back, you can pick college football. You pick those games um, depending on, you know, underdogs and favorites. Depending on what you pick, you get a certain amount of points. And at the end of the week, all the points are tallied up. And if you end up in the top 100 leaderboards, you get cash prizes up to $2,000 for that week. So who doesn't want free money? Like I said, like we said before, 100% free. Um, it is a great app. Use it every day. Make our picks. Um, try to win some money. So um, hopefully we're going to have picks at the end. And we're going to have those picks be part of our win streaks picks. And um, you guys enter those in and let us know, you know, if we win, if we lose, uh, we'll definitely be talking about that. So we're going to go ahead. Uh, it's going to be a shorter episode. Uh, we did wait until Saturday to do this. So we can have all the, any, you know, any news coming in, um, we can talk about it. Uh, so we have six coaching hires since the last time that we talked on, on air. And we're going to go ahead and talk about those six coaching hires. First one is the Falcons. The Falcons. Hire Raheem Morris, from who was the DC at the Rams, and uh, what do, what do, what do, what do we grade this hire? Out of uh, like you know on a on a grading scale, say like a strong eight. Yeah. I think it's I think that's a strong eight. Um, Raheem Morris has been a head coach before, but he was the youngest to be a head coach like ever, right? Thirty three, mm -hmm. I think. That's a lot. I mean, it didn't go very well. It was a lot to ask for from a 33-year-old. But since that time he was a head coach, he's done so much in the league and mm -hmm. made so many connections and done so well wherever he's been. I think now that he's more mature, he's been under some really good coaches that I think it's going to work out well for the Falcons. It was kind of... And we'll get into the other picks as well, or the other hires. A lot of the cycle was more surprising than I thought it would be. Mm. And I actually like this pickup a lot for the Falcons. Same. I mean, this is a. I think this is a great hire. I'd also give this an eight, um, depending on how this. You know, the next season and the season after that goes, you can go up to a nine. Uh, I really like Raheem. Um, I think he's been one of the one of the better like. This guy should be a head coach um, under the, you know, everybody's talking about um, Ben Johnson, but I think Raheem Morris has been, is up there too. And needs more experience. Yeah. Um, and I think the whole, like the Falcons are going to, you know, revamp all their shit. So hopefully yeah. this is, I think this is the guy to be able to do that. And he's going to probably 
Rumor is he's going to bring in his buddy Zach Robinson, who's the quarterbacks coach for the Ravens. Yeah, that's who is also OC. By, yeah, my team was looking under for OC. If he can do that, because obviously his strong suit isn't offense, so mm-hmm. if he can bring in a guy like Zach Robinson, an up and coming offensive mind, then I think he'll be okay. They just yeah. need to get their QB figured out. Yeah, I think the Falcons, out of like the teams that are like in the mud, I think the Falcons have a lot of assets that they can work with. Oh, yeah. I think a lot of young talent. Just coaching and um, maybe a few pieces here and there, but just coaching and quarterback. And I think they'll be fine, especially in that division. Oh, yeah. They should run that division. They get a QB, I think they'll be okay. Yeah. And I don't know who that QB is going to be. Kirk Cousins. Know. That would be insane. Kirk Cousins, the, it, immediately those weapons draft stock fucking rises if they get Kirk Cousins. We're going to go to the next head coach hiring, uh, one that we all saw coming and finally was confirmed a couple of days ago. Jim Harbaugh is going to the Chargers. Man is back in the NFL. Um, I also give this one an eight, an 8. I think this has been the best, one of the best places to get a job at um i think we, i mean we've all been wanting brandon staley to get fired for years now and i think it's a no-brainer if you're an offensive-minded coach this is one of the best places that you can go to if not the best that's available i Being think we'll work with uh justin herbert it's gonna be nice yeah i think it's a i think to me this is the best hire mm-hmm. in the cycle um not only because of Jim Harbaugh, he's had success everywhere. He just came off a national championship in college. He's proven he's made it to the Super Bowl and been able to win in the NFL, three straight NFC championship title appearances, one Super Bowl appearance. Um, and now he has the best QB he's ever had to coach. Mm-hmm. And yes, their cap situation is kind of rough, but as long as he gets someone in there that can help him with that, I think they're going to be okay. Plus, he's bringing in Jesse Minter, the D.C. for Michigan, with him, mm-hmm. who's going to definitely help get that defense together that Staley can never figure out. Yeah, So I give this one like a 10, like a perfect tire. <laughs> and I'm kind of shocked that the Chargers were willing to pay. We don't know the full details yet, but mm-hmm. they've never been keen on paying coaches yeah. a lot of money. So. Finally getting, get, finally getting with the times. Big get for them. Yeah, I I think this is a is a really great hire as well. Um, like you said, they do have some cap issues. Um, there's, I think it's a lot easier than most like teams with cap issues because there's a lot of people that are just like top dollar. So if I, you know. I'm, I wouldn't have given Mike Williams that contract anyway, but I if you cut as if you cut him, you save twenty mil. That's an easy, that's an easy cut. And um, no, but I I think he's a bum anyway, so I wouldn't have given him that money anyway. Yeah. But they also drafted a potential bum as well, like Madison. <laughs> so I don't know what they're gonna do. But I, Jim Harbaugh, you know, this guy's had NFL experience at you know one of the highest levels. Was able to get. Like you said, to the championship games and the Super Bowl, um, they had a great defense. Um, but what he was able to do with Colin Kaepernick in that offense um, is really good, and I think this is going to benefit the Chargers immensely. Uh, can't wait to see what that bag is like that Jim Harbaugh got because Michigan was about to give him the bag. So, 
Shout out. Shout out Harbaugh. Um, the next one, a, the Panthers hired Dave Canellis, who was the OC with the Buccaneers. Um, he was able to get Geno Smith to the comeback play of the year and able to get Baker a playoff win. And um, I, I think this is I think this is a good hire given the circumstances of the Panthers job. I think there was I didn't think any like big names or known people were going to want the Panthers job. I thought it was going to be like like an like a new guy, like an up and comer guy who hadn't been a head coach before in the NFL. I'd probably give this one a seven. This was the most surprising uh, hire, in my opinion. I do agree that no one really wanted that Panthers job. Mm-hmm. Um, fucking good for this guy to take on that challenge, but it might end up poorly for him. But, I mean, he's I, he came from the Carroll coaching tree, mm-hmm. and he was apparently huge in the role of Geno Smith last year and his, like, resurgence as a QB. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, this one's just so weird because the Panthers have so many issues, more than just the coach. The roster's bad. Um, I haven't looked at their cap situation. It's probably not the greatest. And then they also have an owner that is just horrid. Yeah. If you have a horrid owner, you're most likely going to be in hell forever. So yeah. I don't know. Like, I like the hire. He's an up-and-coming, young, offensive mind. I think it's good for Bryce Young. Yeah. But I don't know. It's a lot. To me, it would have made more sense for someone like Vrabel or Belichick to go to the Panthers because it's such a disaster. And they've been in the league for so long, they could probably at least fix it enough for another, like, and then a young guy to come in and take over for him. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see. He's 42, so. (laughs) Yeah, I would literally have it as a clause. Like, you cannot fire me within a certain amount of years because that owner is just dog shit. They're really going to have to be in, like, their draft Duffy because there's a lot of shit that needs to get fixed. Um, Bryce needs more weapons, so I think they need to, like, shell out some money, maybe get a T. Higgins, maybe you know, get a, a, a really good free agent wide receiver. And I think maybe in the first three rounds you need to get a running back. Maybe fourth round you need to get a running back because – the 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 bag they gave Miles Sanders was crazy, um, and it, you know even though they did you know their damnedest to not to not get rid of Brian Burns, they might have to trade Brian Burns if it means getting you know getting someone good coming back or getting picks. This is definitely a, a project that Dave Canellis went to, um, but like you said, I I was surprised too. But I, given you know what I've seen. It's uh, he's had Geno Smith, who was arguably going to be like not one of the. I mean, there's a lot of terrible quarterbacks, but given like we're just like, oh, he's just like a mid quarterback and he's going to be like below mid forever. And to be able to make the comeback play of the year and then Baker Mayfield to get him to win a playoff game 
I think there there could be some good things in the Panthers if they can fix from top to bottom. But like you said, with an owner like him, like David Tepper, that's going to be really fucking hard. Prayers for Dave. Um, the next one, uh, the Patriots hired Gerard Mayo or Jared Mayo, Jared Mayo, um, who was the linebackers coach for the Patriots. Um, I think I think this is I think this is a this is a very Patriots hire. I didn't. It was going to be really weird to see them trying to get someone from the outside. Um, I wasn't expecting Mayo. I I mean to be honest, I don't know who the fuck they were going to get, but I wasn't expecting Mayo. But um, they seem they seem pretty pretty good okay with this um, hire. I think he's a great um, locker room guy, and this is something that the guy you know the guys that. The players already like so yeah just getting someone familiar works a lot more than people would think of just getting like someone brand new um getting someone that's been in the organization for you know for extended amount of time is really good for the overall morale of the team um, uh-huh. i think they got a lot i think coat like obviously losing belichick is is crazy and you know, losing one of you know the greatest NFL coach is always going to hurt. But I think the coaching was not the biggest issue with the with the Patriots. I think that they're going to have to completely like revamp their and that's that's what happens with Belichick leaving. They're going to have to completely revamp how they see the draft. Yeah, and how they're going to draft moving forward. I think. Uh, I mean, Jeremy has been a name coming up the past few years with Belichick on the verge of retiring or being parted ways with. Uh, I mean, I was kind of expecting Mayo to be the new coach. And like you said, it is good that they kept in-house for certain reasons. Like, I think he'll be able to sustain the culture that was already built by Belichick. Now, the interesting thing to see will be the perspective on drafting, like you said. Mm-hmm. And how much that will change, and how much that will help them turn them like turn them around as a franchise. Because ultimately, what hurt Belichick it wasn't the on-field coaching, it never was. It wasn't the game planning, it wasn't the coaching. It was off the field mm-hmm. drafting and acquiring talent. That was that is what got Belichick in the end. It was never ever game day operations. Yeah. He's always been one of the best clock management coaches. He's always been one of the best defensive coaches. He usually gets the most with the least, but he could just not acquire talent. Hopefully, Jared Mayo can do that for the Patriots. Yeah, or they can bring, you know, someone to help them do that because yeah. it's been too many years of us being like, like Belichick bringing out like a Jack Jones, you know, from the seventh round. Like, how is he making this work with these people? In the, but it never went into my mind that like. Belichick is drafting these people and you would, you would, and for them to only excel where he's at is an issue. Cause if you're just going to have ass, the dude who's coaching ass, pick the ass. So it's, it was always, and like you said, I don't think it was ever coaching. It was just like, yo, why, why do we have to give Juju Smith the bag? Like, why, why can't we find talent? And they, you know, they find like hidden gems here and there. You know, Ramondre Stevenson from Oklahoma, he's been he's been a great 
uh, running back for them. But I think once it's it's a lot, you get <clears throat> you get more under the microscope once you get bad QB play, and they consistently were having bad QB play and inconsistent QB play. So that's when your leash gets a lot shorter. Once once the goat leaves, then. You're not able to bounce back. I mean, Tom Brady's retired. He's already won a Super Bowl with the Bucks, and they're still in the mud. I think it was just about that time. For the Raiders, the Raiders kept Antonio Pierce, um, which is, I think is like like the same thing with the Mayo thing. I think this is really good. I'm glad that they kept them. I was really hoping they weren't going to try to get someone outside um, for what Pierce has done um, with this. Raiders team and even being able to win games, I think is is a shock in of itself. Um, they're gonna have some shit that they need to figure out. Uh, obviously, quarterback and uh, what they're gonna do with Devontae Adams. I don't know if he's gonna want to stay or what he's gonna do. Um, but I think Antonio Pierce is great, great for the locker room, great for the morale. I think what he brings to um, the Las Vegas Raiders is key in. Um, just him as a head coach. Uh, yeah, I mean, Antonio Pierce, I, this is what they should have done with the first interim head coach, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So I think they made the right decision this time. And I think this time was even more of a right decision than last time because I think Pierce really, like the locker room and the players, love him. So, I mean, that defense was locked the fuck in yeah. at the end of the year. <laughs> They just had Aiden O'Connell as their QB. So I think they're legitimately, with this hire, bringing some more talent, they're legitimately a QB away from being, like, one of the best teams in the AFC. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and the last one is the Titans hiring Brian Callahan. Um, now, this this one, I think, is... This one might be the worst one <laughs> out, of the, out of the coaching. Well, this and the Canelli's uh, one is surprising. Both surprising. I don't know shit about Brian Callahan. I'm not going to lie. All I know is that his dad has been the, the offensive line coach for the Browns for a hot minute. But as far as I know, like I talked to Bengals fans about it and – um, as far as I know, that Brian Callahan didn't have much to do with the game planning on a week-to-week basis, and the game day operations was all Zach Taylor as well. So, yeah, they I were don't quite know what's going on here and why he was getting looked at. Yeah, they were completely content with their QB coach being the new OC. Yeah, they already had a secession plan. Yeah. So, I don't really know this. I mean... If I was picking someone from the Bengals coaching staff, I don't think I would have picked Pratt, uh, Callahan. Um, I'm going to give this one like a six. I'm going to be nice. I'm going to give this one like a six. Um, yeah, and they, I mean, obviously with like, you know, when you hire a coach, the social media is going to be like geeked. I mean, the Chargers social media team was fucking going crazy with Jim Harbaugh, but like, they were super geeked with Brian Callahan, and I'm like, eh, I guess. I I just don't know enough to even rank this one. To be yeah, honest with you. it'd have to be like, oh, this is truly a wait and see. 
Yeah. Because it's really hard governing the credibility of a coach with a star QB. Like, and if you if you already you know hadn't brought it out the mud or done something like an Andy Reid, you know, or like a Sean McVay, like we know, like okay, from what we've seen, this is like all right, this is a genius. But I mean, you have Joe Burrow, arguably a you know however you want to rank him a top three QB, top five QB, and you have a top five wide receiver, top six wide receiver in Jamar Chase, like. And you have Zach Taylor, who's already an offensive, you know, guy. Like, how much were you really in the operations to warrant a head coaching job? So it should be interesting. Uh, the I don't know. Again, I don't know what the Titans are going to do. It seems like Derrick Henry's out of there. Uh, they have Will Levis. Um, they have D-Hop. I don't know how many more years D-Hop has left. I don't know if he even wants to continue to be a Titan. You know, you never know. Um, so we'll, we'll have to see. I think they, they're they going to have to draft. Well, they fired their GM, didn't they? So they're going to need a new GM. Anyway. Yeah, they have to look for all that. It so, looks like Callahan has been to the Super Bowl three times. Well, Dan. He was the offensive assistant coach for Denver in 2013. So he was on those Denver teams with Peyton. They won it okay. in 2015. He was the quarterback's coach. He stayed the quarterback coach, but went to Detroit for two years. Then he landed in Oakland as the quarterback's coach. And then he was the Bengals OC for since 2019. So, I mean. Well, hey, we'll see. We'll see what he turns Will Levis into. But um, as, as rumors have been circulating. And I, I believe this 100%. I don't know what you believe on that, but the consensus is saying that Ben Johnson will be the commander's coach whenever the Lions are done with their playoffs. What are the Seahawks going to do? Yeah, that's. I don't know. I don't know what the Seahawks are going to do. Do you think they're going to get Dan Quinn? It, it's looking like Belichick is going to take a year off or something, bro. Because I thought Belichick was going to be the Falcons coach. And... I don't, uh, it seems like a lot of a lot of teams were like war, wary of giving over like the complete control aspect to Belichick, but even he said like, "Yo, I'll just coach." Like, yeah, I don't have to. I think you Belichick. Know, what do you, what do you take the man's word? Yeah. I think Belichick takes a year and then does some TV work. Or yeah, do you do just like chilling, chilling. Maybe chilling. Someone's gonna come calling. Yeah. When all when all is lost and they need some order and structure. But I mean, uh, who, I mean, for the Seahawks, like who's left? Rabel, Belichick. Um, those are really the only two I can think of. You you're not a you're not a Dan Quinn fan. No, Dan Quinn cannot be a head coach. Not again. Not again. So yeah, we'll have to see. But do you do you believe that Ben Johnson is the commanders? Yeah, I do. I think he's definitely the commanders. Yeah, so just be the Seahawks. We'll have to see. I don't know what the fuck they're gonna do. The Seahawks could either just get like the obvious choice, or they're just gonna find the randomest motherfucker in house. 
Eric B. Enemy. No, I'm just <laughs> I don't know what they'll do. We'll have to see. But Lou Anarumo. We're gonna. He got no looks, did he? Yeah, it's it's very unfortunate over there for the enemy. You're not gonna no no maybe Ron Rivera. No, 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 no Rivera hires. That man needs to no. that man needs to be chilling, chilling, chilling. Yeah. You need to reflect on your sins. Mm-mm-mm. He shut down two football programs. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's go ahead and get into the divisional round. Uh four games. And we're gonna go ahead and talk about the first Saturday game, the Texans at the Ravens. The Ravens won thirty-four to ten. All I'm all I'm really gonna say about this game is you could tell the Ravens had a week off and they came out sluggish in the first half. But boy, as soon as that second half hit, it was game over for the Texans. They couldn't do a damn thing about Lamar and that offense once it got going. And yeah. that's kind of how I saw it going. This was like the easiest pick I thought in the divisional round by far. And it turned yeah. out that way. I mean, without a fucking special teams touchdown, the Texans didn't even score a touchdown at all. Yeah, it was looking, like you said, and after the half, I was like, oh, shit, 10-10. And it wasn't like a 10-10, like, oh, shit, this could, you know, this could get, like, up to the 40s range. But it was like a damn, this shit is going to end, like, 20-17. to 17. Like, these teams are ass. No offense. And then literally... Third quarter and on, fucking touchdown, 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 field goal from the Ravens. Um, yeah, it was it was just a Ravens were a whole second team. Um, I think the Tex the Texans, given you know, given their circumstances at the start of the season, has greatly exceeded their expectations. It's it's been fucking crazy. Uh, what happens when you get a great coach? And then a great quarterback. Um, how far you can go. Texans did their job for me. They knocked out the Browns. I salute y'all. Y'all are my homies. Um, but come on now. We we I didn't think y'all were gonna win an MT. This is I mean, three seven and then just straight two zeros. They were getting after Stroud. Um they were, yeah. they were hooking Stroud. Yeah, protection broke down real early in the game, and they could really never get downfield pass game going at all. So shout out, shout out the shout out the Ravens for this game. Uh, so it could actually be a great AFC um, championship game because I think if, if the Texans would have won, I think the Chiefs were fucking just handling that shit. But they are gonna go to the Packers. And the 49ers, the 49ers squeaked out a victory 24 to 21. How do you, how do you feel about this? Read? This, this one uh, hurt because I picked the Packers. No one believed in my pick. Obviously, 49ers ended up winning, but not how everyone thought they were going to win. Um, I think the 49ers also came out sluggish. It was a rain game. Uh, Purdy looked awful. Love looked good until the fourth quarter. <laughs> like, yeah. He was the the thing about the Packers is they really could have blown the game out of out of reach early. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were down, they I think missed a fourth down, uh, had a turnover. There at one point it was like twenty-four snaps in opponents' territories compared to like three for the 49ers. 
it was fucking ridiculous. Um, yeah, the Packers just could not capitalize on the field position they had all game. And they couldn't put it in the end zone when they needed to. Also, missed field goal. But everyone forgets about the missed field goal the 49ers had early because it got blocked. Mm-hmm. And then, obviously, the people remember the late field goal that would have tied the game for the Packers. Or it would have been a tie game after the 49ers scored with a chance mm-hmm. to win for the Packers. But, yeah, I mean, it was a good game. The problem was Jordan Love, he still is a little risky when he throws the football. <laughs> yeah. Some bad tendencies start to show. Um, obviously, the last drive, that interception was egregious. I don't yeah, know what he was trying to I do. I wasn't expecting Dre Greenlaw to come out with two picks in that game. No, like, what are the odds? Uh, he was just, I think he was very sped up in the game because that first pick he had to Greenlaw was he threw it behind the crosser and it got tipped mm-hmm. up right into Greenlaw's hands. And that dude was wide open. So yeah. I felt like he had a little bit of happy feet going on. I mean, the front four, front seven is no joke for the 49ers. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I get it. There was a lot. I mean, that was that was the biggest game he's ever played in, too. Yeah. It was on the road. So, I mean, they, they were right there with one of the best teams in the NFL. I think it only looks up for them. Yeah, relatively, I mean, you could see. I mean, when you, if you look at the stats, it doesn't look like uh, much, given, like, how hurried Jordan Love actually was. I mean, the Sporting Members only got one sack, but getting getting back there, they got back there. A good amount of time to um it's all about I think Jordan Love is really good at rhythm, like rhythm throw. Like obviously he has his ad libs off the back foot throws, but like when he's on rhythm just fucking running you down, he's I think he's one of the best at doing that. Um and the 49ers are able to get him off rhythm uh fairly quickly going going into the uh with the fourth quarter and on. Um but it you know, it looked like like you said, the Packers could have had it out of reach. It looked like the 49ers were like gonna lose. I mean, they didn't gain back the lead until a minute left in the in the fourth quarter. So the Packers the Packers could have, you know, easily contained the 49ers. I mean, Christian McCaffrey scored off a 39 yard run. I mean, if they could have stopped that or kicked that to a field goal, it would have been you know, a lot better, but um, like the same thing, like I said with the Texans, um, just the fact that the Packers are even here is fucking crazy in of itself. And, you know, I think, I think they have their quarterback. That's the best thing about coming out of this kind of stuff. You have your quarterback. And I think maybe just he, maybe a couple moves here and there. And I think they're going to, going to be right back in it. Um, but they can easily, depending, especially depending on what the Vikings do, they can easily just run this division if they wanted to. But yeah, the 49ers, they could easily lost the game. I mean, I don't know how many times, you know, Brock Purdy is throwing it to the other team and they just were not able to capitalize and come down with the ball. Um, yeah, they couldn't pick it off. I yeah. feel like Purdy has that luck, though, where he did ask just, like, DBs just dropped the football. I don't know what it is. It's detrimental when you like it's your team. You're just like you're like, bro. How the fuck did you not catch that? Yeah, it's crazy because it's not like like a reach out. I got to die for the ball. Now he was hitting them defenders in the hands. 
right in their chest. And I was like, bro, how? How the fuck are the 49ers, like, how do they still have the ball? Uh, go into the NFC Championship, and they are going to be meeting the Detroit Lions because the Lions beat the Buccaneers 31 to 23. Look at look at look at the Lions. Look at my Lions agenda. Get into Lions the agenda. NFC um, Championship. Yeah, the Lions. Man. Shout out, shout out Jared Goof. Jared Goof, baby. He's been pretty efficient in the playoffs, though. So I mean he's been an efficient playoff QB his whole career. Yeah. So I mean, I'm that's not surprising to me. The thing is. I saw a stat, a stat where it was like six, the last six games for the Lions, they've allowed a 350-yard passer. Mm-hmm. And they're 5-1, and one, I'm pretty sure, in those six games. That is like unheard of luck. Yeah. Unheard of. And that shit has to end eventually. Especially now that the Lions are facing better and better teams, right? Like their first mm-hmm. two games, you could argue both of those teams – could be anyone, but they also could lose to anyone during, like, throughout the season. Mm-hmm. I would say the Rams were a better team than the Bucks. Um, the Rams but, sold their shit. They could easily. Yeah, the Rams sold. They couldn't capitalize when they needed to in the red zone, and that was the difference in the game. But the Buccaneers were trailing the entire time, basically. The thing is, when Detroit faces the 49ers, the 49ers are not known uh, to play from behind. Like, they play ahead in almost every game they play in, right? It's rare to see them trail like they did last week against the Packers the entire game. It just doesn't happen. And the Lions, and with how efficient the 49ers' offense is, it might get a little scary for the Lions and that defense because they won't be able to get a stop when they need it. And the thing about the Lions' defense, they've sold out to stop the run, and that's been their identity. Against the 49ers, I don't think you can do that. Because I don't think even selling out for the run is going to stop McCaffrey. No. Especially with what he can do in the past game. Yeah, I mean, in this game specifically, stopping the run for the Buccaneers, which they were one of the worst run teams in the league all year. So they we knew what to expect. Either Baker beats them or or the Buccaneers lose this game, right? Mm-hmm. That's what everyone expected. Baker did it. He tried his best, but ultimately he has. We all know what Baker is at the end of the year. <laughs> he can win you a playoff game, but he's also going to lose it when it matters the most, when the game's on the line. So that's what happened in this game. Game on the line and he shitted himself? Shitted himself. I've <laughs> seen it numerous times for the Browns. Yeah, was that just like a... Not necessarily. Obviously, you know, I wouldn't think you're preying on Baker Mayfield's downfall, but was it just like a, bro, I told y'all, I've been telling y'all for his whole career, like, this is going to happen. Because people are like, bro, how did Baker do this? And you're just like, bro, I've seen it firsthand. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people that didn't watch him on the Browns are seeing him in the Buccaneers now, and they're like, they automatically think, oh, he's much better than he was on the Browns. He's the same QB as he was on the Browns. Like, nothing has changed. (laughs) But, yeah, it was more or less like a I knew he was going to do this type moment than anything. Like, I don't – I honestly pick – I picked the Buccaneers. No, I picked the Lions. But, I I mean, I 
I was rooting for the Buccaneers, to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, it, it's just like that's just a from when I've seen Baker because uh, my team, I'm a Steelers fan, my team had to pay him twice. That man will immediately what not you know so it's sometimes it is when the game is on the line, but just randomly it could be like second quarter, fourteen minutes in, that man's just throwing it to the other team. Yeah, and I you know I don't know like you can see some people oh that's just like you know the hail marys or oh he's trying to fit it in a tight window and it, you know, great play by the defense. Sometimes he just be throwing it to the other team, bro. And I don't know where the fuck he's looking at. And the, the you know, the Buccaneers to be able to get this far with that in of itself is crazy. Um, but yeah, I'm tired. You know, the lions, the lions keep winning these games and like Jameer Gibbs only had nine carries. I mean, nine for 74, one touchdown. Jameer had a, had a great game against the Bucks. Like you said, I think a lot of people were thinking of like the old bucks and being like, oh, like the run stopping and stuff. But I mean, Jameer Gibbs was able to do do good. Jared Goff didn't have to do too much. I mean, he threw for 40, 43 times, but like <clears throat> I think the a lot a lot of the times the Lions like to throw like when they when they need to win games, like if they're winning a game. Clocks running out for some random time. Anytime I watch them, they throw the ball instead of yeah. like running it. They throw like a little fucking little quick pass, or they'll throw a screen instead of running up running the ball to try to like chew the clock out. Yeah, I think they're more they're very much aggressive and play calling when it comes to let's go out and win the game. And that's mm-hmm. kind of how Dan Campbell is. That's how Ben Johnson calls plays. So I like it. Like when the Buccaneers got within seven early in the fourth. And then that very next drive, they came out throwing and scored immediately to go mm-hmm. up two scores again. I was like, that's, that is how you deflate another team. Like, you come out, you run your offense how you want to, and you put the fucking game away. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. like that pussy shit where we're going to run, run, maybe pass and get the first down. Like, that shit is so – you're just giving them more opportunities to have the football. Yeah, especially when they're expecting that. Yeah. They're going to expect you all to run, and they're going to run commit, and then obviously you're going to pass on third down, especially if it's like third down and five or six. So, I mean, we'll, we'll see what Dan Campbell can cook up this week with his fragile-ass defense. I just don't see it going. I think for the Detroit Lions to win, they need to dictate the game, the pace of the game, mm-hmm. and I just don't see them doing that against the 49ers. How many teams dictate the pace against the 49ers? I yeah, think only – only the Ravens, Bengals, Browns, have and the Packers have really done that this year. Yeah. So I just don't. I just don't see it happening. Yeah, you're gonna have to. If you can't control the game, you're going to have to immediately. Like you have to match them. Or in the sense of if they score, you have to score. If they kick a field goal, you still have to score a touchdown. Like you cannot just be neck and neck with this team. Like, you have to at least build some kind of lead. Because, I mean, it, it's shown with Shanahan. I mean, if you have the lead on this team, for some reason they fucking crumble. So, you're just going to have to come out fucking firing. And now the, the 49ers fans are acting like they got a chip on their shoulder, underdogs. I'm like, bro. Y'all were saying they're underdogs. Yeah. On, like, 49ers Twitter, they're like, yo, they're saying blah, 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 this and this about you. 
they're down, y'all. We're the underdogs. I'm like, bro, you literally had a bye in the playoffs. Nobody <laughs> thinks y'all are the underdogs. It's all up in their head. But the a lot of people think they're underdogs. It's probably more they're taking it as because a lot of people want the Lions to win, right? So yeah, no one wants the 49ers to win. Is probably how they're feeling. I hope they lose. Yeah. If they lose. We're going to do the last game. The Chiefs at the Bills. The Chiefs won 27 to 24. Chiefs you, have done it again. Never pick against the GOAT in the NFL. This man, Josh Allen, 26 of 39, 186. Only averaged four yards a throw. Or five yards to throw. I, I like look at what Joe Brady has done with that offense. It is not an explosive pass offense anymore. No, at all. Like when Dorsey was running it, it was like he was throwing 10, 15 yards down the field, like every other pass. Now that motherfucker threw it past the the first down marker. I think like four times the entire game. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. That's you think they would have done better with with Gabe Davis there? Uh, yeah, probably. But I mean, not that much better. It looks like Joe Brady turned Josh Allen into a game manager. Yeah, his passing chart. I'm just like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> He's more of a threat. Josh Allen in the last three games was more of a threat with his legs than he was with his arm. Yeah, and that's just fucking sad. What are we, Jalen Hurts? Do you uh, are we ready to have the Stephon Diggs is washed conversations? Or I don't think he's washed. Three receptions, twenty-one yards. Uh, he, he had a he, rough game. He, he dropped that one. Oh my god, I can't believe he dropped that shit. That was one of the deep balls, like perfectly yeah. thrown. I cannot believe he dropped that shit. That was bad, but I don't feel bad for the Bills at all because who the fuck was catching balls for the Chiefs? Hey, bro, MVS decided to show out. Nicole Hardman two. had two fumbles on his two touches. Like, <laughs> get the fuck out of here, bro. <laughs> oh, man. I wish I wish y'all I wish y'all like the viewers could just like be in the group chats. Man, this this man Nicole was getting crucified by Reed, bro. That shit was so funny. He's like, trying Why to sell. Are we giving Nicole Hardman snaps within like six yards of the end zone? Yeah, both times he got a touch. In the within ten yards of the end zone, he fucking fumbled. One of them being recovered by the other team. I'm like, how to sell a game? Like after the fake punt with Demar Hamlin, which we're we're not even gonna talk about that. <laughs> we're just not. After that fake punt, Patrick Mahomes immediately in three plays gets him on the fucking goal line. Nico Hardman just fumbles out of the end zone. I'm like, that would have put the game away right there. Yeah. And, of course, he fumbled out of the end zone, and then the game got close again. So, But, I mean, Patrick Mahomes was damn near perfect again. Yeah. Does he just get better as the fucking playoffs goes on? I don't know, man. I was literally, like, when that happened, when the DeMar Hamlin punt, punt, fake punt, and then the Miko Hardman fumble, I was like, all right, we're kind of ruining the sport of football right now. Like, what are we doing here? We're just We're, uh, being silly. See, we could very well see one of the greatest 
playoff runs from a QB. Patrick Mahomes beats the Ravens and has to face the 49ers. Dude, next. if he gets a third reign, these discourses are going to get so nasty. <laughs> if he he's gets a third reign doing the shit that he's doing with the adversity and the microscope and all of that shit with like Swift and all that, bro. He's the GOAT. This is this is legitimately like this is the true test. Like the Bills were a good football team, don't get me wrong. Uh their defense really stepped up at the end of the year. It was like reverse, honestly, because mm-hmm. I think the offense let him down in the Chiefs game more than the defense did for the first time in like five games they played each other. Um usually the defense folds, but the defense got stops and turnovers when they needed to. You know what I mean? Yeah. The Bills just couldn't capitalize. But this next game, like, legitimately, Patrick Mahomes goes to M&T Bank against the number one defense in the NFL with Rasheed Rice and Travis Kelsey. That's it. And Isaiah Pacheco. Pacheco. Mm -hmm. Like, that's it. Like, he has no fucking pro bowlers. (laughs) And their best O-linemen's out, right? Yeah. Like, if he wins this fucking game, think of who he went through. He went through Miami, who was a game away from the two seed, I think, mm-hmm. from the two seed, and they played in negative 35-degree weather. Still had a great game. Then he went to the Bills, who won six of their last seven games to end the year. And then he's going to go to the Ravens, who haven't lost since the Browns in, what, week nine? I mean, this run could be generational. And then possibly playing either the hottest team in the NFC, the Lions, or the best team in the NFC, the 49ers. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me tell you, if the Chiefs face the Lions, Pat is going to have 450 passing yards in that Super Bowl. It's going to get nasty. I mean, hey, the Lions beat the Chiefs the first time they played. <sighs> That was not the same Chiefs team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shout out, shout out. I mean, the Chiefs, the Chiefs did what they had to do. Um, the dude, the dude that I talked hella shit about this whole season, showed up, got two touchdowns. Um, we're seeing a little bit. Of, we're seeing more Clyde uh, uh, edwards alaire action than I wanted to see. Didn't <laughs> want to see that at all. Um, but yeah, I mean. Josh Allen, it was just so weird. I mean, I'm not, you know, I hate, I'm not a Game Davis fan. But if he's not on the field, does it affect this team this much? That they just don't have another another deep threat at all? I think they were okay because Shakir was good. You know what I mean? Like, he really came on at the end of the year. Yeah. I don't Man, I just really don't think they were a passing offense, and um, for like Joe Brady made them a run first offense, right? And I think mm-hmm. it kind of fucked with the receivers and rhythm and how the offense has been for four years in that system. Mm-hmm. And I just don't think the receivers. You you could maybe say Stephon Diggs. I don't know if this is even true, but you can maybe say he's not going to block for you. You know what I mean? So when mm-hmm. he has to, when he's not getting the ball much, and he has to do more blocking than actually route running and shit like that, 
he might give up late in the game. Who the fuck knows? I don't know. But I just think Joe Brady dumbed down the offense so much and made it like just kind of bare bones and predictable and hope Josh Allen makes a play with his legs. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I They have weapon Dalton Kincaid, Shakir, fucking Stephon Diggs. Like, you can't tell me they didn't have receiving threats. Even James Cook out of the backfield. I don't. I really don't know. Yeah. I don't know what Joe Brady did, but he affected everything on that offense. <laughs> yeah, it was it was super weird because, like, the whole time you know the start of the season and before. I mean, we have been begging the Bills to start running the ball more. We didn't mean for y'all to be run first. We just wanted y'all to at least throw some runs in there. Just have me at least keep it a balanced offense. I mean, I don't think if you have a top five quarterback on your team, you should never be a run first team, no matter how good your line or running back is. If you're paying that man that all that money, you all need to be passing the ball. So the fact that, you know, James Cook had 18 and Josh Allen had 12, 30 runs. And your QB only had 186 passing yards. Like, he threw it 39 fucking times. So, I mean, he threw it 16 more times than Pat Mahomes threw it. And that, and that these, these are the kind of stats that you're going to see. This this is a winning formula. 17-23, 2 two touchdowns. No picks. Efficient. No, nothing stupid. Yeah. And the, in, the, in the playoffs, the, you know, the run game, once the run game gets going, then it's just it's just a basic formula on how to win. So we're going to jump right into the conference championships. We're going to start with the first one, the Chiefs at the Ravens, 3 o'clock Sunday. Almost a Saturday, 3 o'clock Sunday. Who do you have winning this goddamn game? I'm really leaning towards the Ravens, but... Like I always come back to. You're gonna not pick. No, no, no. Hold on. on. Like I always come back to. I'm never, ever gonna pick against Patrick Mahomes on this podcast ever, ever. I never did all year. They had six losses. I ate those six losses. (laughs) Well, actually, they had five with Pat Mahomes. I think one Mm -hmm. was with a backup. Um. But yeah, I mean, I'm picking. I'm picking the Chiefs. I don't have any good reason for it because I do think the Ravens have a better overall football team. I think these are two of the top five defenses in the league. And I think the better QB play gets the win in this, whether it's Lamar or Patrick Mahomes. Whoever has a better day in the air is probably going to be the reason they win this game because both defenses are so good. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm picking the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes leads one of the greatest three-game stretches all the way to the Super Bowl. Fuck the Ravens. That's also why. Yeah, this is this is really tough um, decision for two people. You know, we run this podcast. He's a Browns fan. I'm a Steelers fan. It's it's really hard to pick your rival to see your rival. Host up that AFC championship and then going to the Super Bowl. Um, the Ravens have just been 
the team to beat. And this is this has been a long time coming. We've said, you know, we're we're haters. You know, we hate the Ravens, but we're also realistic. We have said time and time again, um, even before this podcast started, we said this last year and before this podcast started, the Ravens would be so good if they were healthy. They <laughs> just had 80% of their team. They've always been hit with any kind of injury bug. Um, I remember I was talking to my to my buddy, like he was he was he was shocked that Lamar had been hurt, and I was like, dude, Lamar has been used to always get hurt at the end of the season, and it just derailed their seeding. Um, but this this is this is the Ravens' year to win, and it is it is just insane to see what Patrick Mahomes has done to get his team out of the mud because they were in the mud. I mean, we all remember the, the two fucking defensive touchdowns that uh, the Raiders had on them. Once the Raiders beat, I was like, oh, my God, like, what is going to happen with the Chiefs? And for them to get in, Patrick Mahomes to get this shit out of the mud is crazy. Um, Jerry Sneed is playing out of his fucking mind this year. And Chris Jones looks like he wants money, so he's been playing good too. This is tough. I mean, does Patrick Mahomes do it again? Because I think I think if he beats the Ravens, he's winning the Super Bowl. There's no doubt in my mind. This is the best team. Same thing with the Ravens. Because you know, before I was like, man, like whoever comes out, like the NFC might win, but now like. This is tough. You pick the Chiefs, man. I don't want to jinx the Chiefs. I'm gonna pick the Ravens. I'm gonna <laughs> pick the Ravens on this one. At M and T, I think this is just their year. Everybody's pulling up. It would be funny though, like Ray Rice and all of them. Or like, yeah, Ray Rice is pulling. Ray Lewis is pulling up. Ed Reed's pulling up. It would be funny. Patrick Mahomes to just send their asses home. Like convincingly. These, yeah, convincingly <laughs> all these stars are here. Just send their asses home. Unfortunately, like I think the game is really tight at the end. And I don't think the Chiefs have the capacity with this team to actually blow anyone out that's good. So I think what it will come down to is who who has that experience in the end of big games like that. You know what I mean? Mm. And Patrick Mahomes has been at the highest level in this game and won on last-second drives in the playoffs consistently. Lamar's two wins in the playoffs have come from blowouts, right? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, we'll see. This this could really change the narrative on Lamar if he can beat Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs. Yeah. And he's saying, he's saying to beat the champion, you got to beat the champion. Yep. Got to beat the best to be the best. Now we now going into the next game. Who is gonna be who's gonna get second place in the Super Bowl? The Lions. Who's gonna get second place? <laughs> the Lions at the 49ers. I'm all 49ers on this. I mean, there's no way the Lions continue to do this, right? I think I just I think efficiently the thing the Lions have been able to do is um slow down offenses like in the red zone and i just think the 49ers are too efficient in the red zone so like when they they're not gonna fuck up in the opportunities 
to score there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And this will be the easiest pass defense that Purdy has faced so far. Mm-hmm. And like in the last like five games. Yeah. Well, I mean, the 49ers have only played one game in the playoffs. The Packers pass defense isn't very good, but it's better than the Lions. So yeah. I wonder if uh, Chauncey Gardner is going to say he's a system quarterback, just like he did about <laughs> Baker. I mean, they're like a quarterback away from being really good. <laughs> I mean, fucking funny. that's the thing, though. Like, Purdy, you can tell, doesn't really take it personally because he's heard that all year, right? Yeah. He's heard that even last year. He was the last pick in the draft. People talk shit about him all the time, so I don't think that noise really matters to him. For Baker, it does. Like, Baker gets mad about that shit. But, yeah, I just think the 49ers... I'll show you. I think the 49ers are too good. Yeah, this is this is tough. It literally, like, once you get into the red zone, for some teams, your playbook is limited because a lot of, like, some of your players are, you know, good getting 30-yard touchdowns or good at yak, but literally... The 49ers can score anytime, anywhere. It yeah. doesn't matter. Also, the Lions don't have the home field, the noise factor mm-hmm. like they've had the last two games. Who knows how they're going to play out west? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, this is going to this is going to be tough. This is going to be super tough for the Lions. Um, are they going to pull? They like there's no way that they win. Like you cannot. You cannot win this game if you're letting Purdy throw for 300 plus. No, if, if no Purdy, shot. yeah, if Purdy's on and it's like an easy on, I think he probably hits 400 and like three touchdowns. Yeah, there's no and then, shot. And that's the thing, though. Like, if the 49ers are playing ahead and they're able to get that run game going, which not many teams have on the Lions. But if they're able, but no one's a better run scheme coach than Shanahan in this entire league. Mm-hmm. I just think the matchup is just too overwhelming. Like what Shanahan has done with his run schemes are unmatched in the league. What the Lions try to do is limit the run game for most teams. And if they're able to go over the top and use the play action for Purdy, and he's making it easy, he's not missing receivers. I think, I think they can cover this seven point spread. So you see, you thinking out of these two games, this one could be could be a double digit game. Yeah, I think so. Goff is going to have to be on his shit. He's been on yeah. his shit the past two games, but this is a whole different animal. Yeah, these are like my Goff allegations aren't coming from week seven. My Goff allegations are coming from championship game. Like how how will you respond to all of this? The noise. The defense of the 49ers. Like, how are you going to respond? They're going to get pressure on them. And the Lions O line is pretty banged up right now. Sure. Yeah. Oh, they're, all, they're all they're playing. They got ankle, injured. back, leg, knee. Yeah. All of that. It's going, to be, it's going to be interesting. I can't wait. I'm going to pick the Lions. I'm going to pick the underdogs on this one. Uh, Unbelievable. It's going to be a great story for the Lions to get to the Super Bowl. After how many years? Now I don't know. I don't think they're gonna win that bitch. But getting to the suit, I think they're gonna get to the Super Bowl. 
this is this is this is going to be interesting. Chiefs, Ravens, Lions, 49ers tomorrow. Eastern Eastern time, three o'clock and six thirty. It's going to be interesting. Uh, we're going to after this. Uh, we're going to. You pick the opposite on both games. Yep, opposite on both. We will be uh, posting this episode today, and the picks either today or tomorrow. I'm going to have the win streaks uh, logo with those um, win streaks free app, free. Uh, betting app you pick your winners um every day for a week and at the end of the week how many points you get from those um from those winners you get a leaderboard and you have a chance to win up to two thousand dollars a week and that is insane who doesn't want free money so whichever one whichever one of us you decide to roll with you can roll with reed you pick the chiefs and the 49ers you can roll with me i pick the ravens and the lions and then we're going to see who's going to go into the Super Bowl. Um, there are going to be lesser episodes in the offseason. Usually if, you know, something crazy happens or, you know, up into near the draft, uh, we're going to throw in an episode here and there. Um, but during the offseason, it's going to be a lot less uh, episodes. Uh, we'll still be, you know, on Twitter and whatnot interacting, but there won't be as many episodes being released. Uh, we'll probably just do... Super Bowl episode, and then not necessarily a Super Bowl aftermath, but maybe like an off season, like what these teams need to do in the off season while we talk about the Super Bowl game. Um, so yeah, we're gonna figure that out for you guys, but we're definitely gonna make sure to get content out there for you guys. Um, so as long as you guys love us, we're gonna continue to provide content that you guys love. Um, in the next season. We will be on camera on YouTube. Audio will still be dropping on Apple Podcasts and Spotify Podcasts. But we will be on YouTube on camera for our live stream. Um, we'll probably be testing that on the, in the off-season before we go 100% completely live uh, for you guys. So can't wait. Uh, can't wait for the clips. And we're going to try to be... Uh, more in the social media aspect with TikTok and whatnot. So look out for us and like and follow and subscribe, whatever we put out. But thanks again, guys. This has been episode 21. We got one, yeah, two more episodes. Well, one more episode of this season and then a Super Bowl recap and offseason stuff for next season. So we're almost at the near the end. Thanks, everybody that's been with us and sticking on and listening and you know, giving us good reviews, rating, and liking all of our stuff. Really appreciate you guys. Um, this is near the end for season two. Can't wait for season three. But we are out, guys. Peace.